How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer. And today we're going to be talking about the differences between nine to fivers and entrepreneurs. And if you are a nine to fiver looking to become an entrepreneur, this is going to be really important to understand what it will take for you to become one. And for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College available now also on Amazon. Now, let's talk about entrepreneurship. According to Forbes, 50%, 50% of the population wants to be entrepreneurs. They understand that it can bring freedom of many kinds, freedom, uh, financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom. 50% of the population wants to be entrepreneurs. But according to a Gallup poll internationally, only four to possibly 5% of the population actually are entrepreneurs, which begs to question, what's the gap here of the 50% who want to be, why are only 5% able to actually make it happen? So 90% are not able to become entrepreneurs. Does this mean that entrepreneurs are born? Maybe you're born into entrepreneurship or can entrepreneurs be made, right? Now, I personally believe that uh, you can have a natural tendency based on your behaviors, your beliefs, and things like that to be more entrepreneurial uh, in line, um, but I do believe that entrepreneurs can actually be made. Personally, I do not believe that I was ever meant to be an entrepreneur. I was an overthinker by trade. I was an engineer. I had a lot of, I had a lot of behaviors and a lot of uh, beliefs that would have prevented me from becoming an entrepreneur, but I'll talk about how I switched and why I switched. Now, uh, because of this, I truly believe that anybody can become an entrepreneur, but it's important to understand the differences between nine to fives and entrepreneurs. And if you do really want to become an entrepreneur, understanding the growth and the transformation that you're going to have to go through to get there. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't studied Carol Dweck's book, Mindsets and Understanding the Growth Mindset, you can become anything you want to if you're willing to put in the work, grow through the pain, grow through the discomfort and become someone better, become someone different. So if you want it, you can become that person, but you need to have the right expectations for entrepreneurship uh, to make sure that you can handle the journey. Now, uh, before I get into what what the big differences are, uh, for anybody who's thinking about getting into entrepreneurship from the nine to five world, I like to set the tone. This is something that that I share with all of my clients when you know we help hundreds of coaches quit their uh, quit their nine to five jobs and become full time coaches every single year. And one of the things, one of the expectations I have to set with people is uh, it's kind of the difference between standing on on dry land and standing on a boat in the middle of the ocean is, is the difference between nine to fives and entrepreneurship. And when you're in a nine to five, you're kind of standing there on dry land, safe, stable, good, flat, comfortable, right? 
But a lot of people long for more. They long to get onto the open ocean. They long to, to set out to sea and, and see what's out there. But what happens is when they get on a boat in the middle of the ocean, have you ever been on a boat in the middle of the ocean? It's, it's not stable. It rocks back and forth. It's a little bit unsettling. You're at the, you're at the whims of the sea and the winds sometimes, and you don't know where you're going. And you, you're, you're kind of looking for, you know, what's going to come next around the horizon, right? So it's very different. Now, when you're standing on dry land, it's safe. It's flat. It's stable. It's easy. It's comfortable. Majority of this world chases comfort. And when you first get on a boat in the middle of the ocean, it's going to be nauseating. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to make you sick. It's going to make you want to get off immediately. But what happens if you stay on that boat for a few hours or a few days or even a week? Well, if you give it long enough, you start to get your sea legs under you. You start to normalize the ups and downs of the ocean. You start to normalize the the uh, the wind, the the waves, and being on that boat. And it's no longer uncomfortable. It's no longer nauseating. And then, if you were to get off that boat and get onto dry land, you'd be like you, you'd be wobbly and you'd feel super weird on dry land. Now, this same thing happens with entrepreneurship all the time, and I see this with starting entrepreneurs. Is you know when they first jump into entrepreneurship, it's it seems like it's too much to bear. But it's the principle of recency, right? If it's your first week, month three months, six months, even your first year. I tell people it really takes about two years of entrepreneurship for you to really start to normalize the waves of entrepreneurship. But after those first two years, if you can make it past those first two years, it's hard to ever go back. It would be hard to go back to dry land from there. So that's the first thing that I want everybody to understand as we start to dig into the differences between true entrepreneurs uh, and people that belong in a nine to five is understand that when you first jump from a nine to five job into the entrepreneurial world, it's going to feel wobbly. It's going to feel unsafe. It's going to feel it's going to feel weird. And you're going to have to allow it to normalize over the course of several years, most likely. Now, number one, the first difference that I want to point out uh, that's really needed to be an entrepreneur is the willingness to take risks. And I want to frame this as perceived risks. Entrepreneurs perceive risks differently than most people do. Okay. Now, most of us normal people Weight risks in weight. We weight risks incorrectly based on short-term emotions, right? When we think about quitting our job or something like that, we weight our risks around like, oh, if I quit my job, and then all of our emotions start to flood. Our subconscious programs start to flood, and we start to think about, well, if I quit my job, what if what if I can't make any money? What if then then if I can't make any money, then I'm gonna not be able to pay rent, and I'm gonna starve, and I'm gonna die. Basically, all of our emotions lead us back to like somehow this decision that I'm about to make is gonna lead me towards death based on a short-term emotion that we go through. Most of our decisions come from short-term emotions, and that's why we perceive things to be quote-unquote risky. Now, entrepreneurs perceive risk incredibly differently. We perceive risk from a long-term scale rather than a short-term scale. And one of the best ways I've ever heard this described, Jeff Bezos talks about this. He says, whenever I make decisions, and he talked about this from the moment that he decided to venture out from a safe, uh, safe and stable job on Wall Street to starting Amazon, right? You know, living out of a, a garage and, and working on Amazon on top of door frames as desks, right? So he said, the way that I've made my decisions and I've always made my, my decisions is based on long-term regret minimization risks. So that's how he decides what is risky and what is not, right? And if you think about this, most people think, oh my God, if I quit my job, what they think that's risky. What if I can't pay rent? What if I can't get this business to work? What if I can't do X, Y, Z? That's short-term emotions causing you to think that quitting your job is risky. 
Now, here's what regret minimization risk does. Jeff Bezos would ask the question, when I'm 70, 80, 90 years old on my deathbed and I look back at this decision, what am I most likely to regret the least? What am I most likely to regret the least? And I want everybody to think about that because truthfully, you know, when we perceive risks from heightened emotions, our brain, our subconscious mind has not changed. Our, our evolutionary mind has not changed in the last 50,000 years from when we were trying to run away from short-nosed bear, bears and saber-toothed tigers and shit like that. We don't have to run away from them anymore. We live in a world where we're most likely not going to die if we quit our job. We're not going to die if we make one bad decision. Every bad decision can be fixed by another decision right afterwards. So you can learn your lessons and keep moving forward. But... If we choose not to act, if we choose not to, to go towards our goals, we choose not to do these things over the course of years, decades, toward the end of your life, when you look back, is there going to be something that you regret having not done? That's the biggest risk. The biggest risk that you can take is looking back when you're 70, 80, 90 years old and looking back and going, I didn't make that decision based on a short-term emotion. And I didn't look at the long term. So the willingness to take risks is one of the biggest differences between entrepreneurs and nine to fivers. And the truth is entrepreneurs don't perceive the risks they take as risky. They perceive staying in a nine to five as the riskiest thing. If you're in a nine to five, you can get let go at any minute because of somebody else's decision. If you're an entrepreneur, you have complete control over your financial future always and forever, you build the skills to be able to, to promote and market and sell yourself. You'll never, you'll never be without uh, ability. You don't have to worry about the economy. With everything going on in the economy right now, I don't have to worry about it because I can control my own economy. I can control my own promotional, my marketing, my sales. I can control all of that stuff. So it doesn't matter what's going on in the economy. I'm not going to get let go because I own my own business and I have the skills. So it's much more risky to me to be in a nine to five. Entrepreneurs view risk differently. Now, where does this come from? It comes from a couple of places. Number one, it comes from, honestly, a matter of faith, right? And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about faith. Faith that you have something more to offer long-term for this world, number one. And number two, confidence. Confidence that is built up from little wins. Every time you take a little risk, it builds up like a bank account. It's like depositing $1, Every time you take a little risk, every time you take a little risk, it's like depositing into this bank account so that when you go, I'm going to take a big risk, like quitting my job, you've got an account that you can withdraw from. I'm going to, I'm going to withdraw a thousand bucks from this account, this confidence account. And then when you quit and you go win, and you're able to deposit back $5,000 into that account, your confidence level goes up significantly. The only way to build this confidence account is by taking more little risks, betting on yourself little by little over time until eventually you can start to bet bigger and bigger. You bet bigger and bigger, and then you can start to build this confidence so that you know that you, you notice that every time you take a little risk, it ends up coming out the right way for you. You start noticing that every time I take a little risk, I end up, I end up being better off. And every time I don't take a risk, my life doesn't change for the better. So I need to continue to take more risks. I need to continue to bet on myself. So the willingness to take risks, you have to perceive your risks differently. You have to build your faith. You have to build your confidence. That's number one. Number two, entrepreneurs truly believe that everything is figure outable. This is by far one of the biggest differentiators that I have seen between nine to fivers and entrepreneurs. It's the simple statement difference between I don't know and I don't know but. 
Nine to fivers, if you ask them a question that they don't know, they'll go, I don't know. Entrepreneurs will go, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. I don't know, but I can go ask for some help. I don't know, but let me see if I can Google it. I don't know, but let me see if there's a training on YouTube. I don't know, but let me see if there's a program that can teach me about that. I don't know versus I don't know, but. Everything to an entrepreneur is figure outable. Every problem, think about this. Every problem that you have ever encountered in your life up to this point, you have survived, unless you're dead, right? I've survived them all. I haven't died yet, right? So I've always found a way through every single one of my problems. I found a way through every single one of my problems. So every single one of my problems has been figure outable up to this point. You just have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to grow, get uncomfortable for the end result. Like I mentioned, most people are just searching for comfort. They're not searching for greatness. They're not searching for success. So they avoid trying to solve problems. They avoid that. Which brings me to number three. As an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to test and work through things. This is one of the things that I've noticed between successful entrepreneurs and nine to fivers. Nine to fivers want to be told exactly what to do. They want to have their boss put together the SOP, the template right in front of them so they can mindlessly just you know, go steps one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, boom, done. No creative thought, no critical thinking, no true energy. Again, this comes back to comfort, being lazy, not wanting to put, not wanting to truly express yourself, not wanting to truly put yourself out there. Entrepreneurs don't need to be told exactly what to do. They'll be willing to test, they'll be willing to try new things. If you approach this from a growth mindset, you're willing to go try and make a mistake because you know that if you go try and make a mistake, you're gonna learn. You're going to get better. I tell our clients, my job as an entrepreneurial coach is not to solve your problems. My job as an entrepreneurial coach is to help you learn how to solve your own problems so that I can give you bigger problems. Think about it, right? Entrepreneurs are professional problem solvers. They have to be willing to test and work through things. And like we talked about in the previous one, realize that everything is figure outable, right? If you are just starting off in your business and you want to get to six figures, you're going to have starting business problems. And then when, by the time you reach six figures, you're going to have six figure business problems. The six figure biggest business problems are bigger than the starting business problems. And then once you reach seven figures, do you think the problems are smaller or bigger? They're bigger, right? By the time you have a business that's, you know, three, four, five million, like high impact coaching is right now, you've got a team of, of, you know, anywhere between 10 to 20 people. You're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on on uh, on team members and payroll and ads and 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 all of this software and all of these different things events, right? every decision you make involves dozens of people and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Your problems are much much bigger at this point. But you don't deserve seven figure problems until you've learned how to handle six figure problems, and you don't deserve six figure problems until you've learned how to handle starting business problems. So you have to be willing to realize that your job as an entrepreneur is literally a professional problem solver. Your problems don't go away. You learn how to handle the problems so that you can take on bigger problems. That's what it means to be an entrepreneur. And then the last thing that I want to point out when it comes to being an entrepreneur that I've noticed is entrepreneurs won't tolerate what I call quote unquote less than. They won't tolerate less than what they know is possible, what they know they want, what they know to be true deep down, right? One of my first mentors, Bedros Kulin, he said, you are what you tolerate. And most people tolerate mediocre. 
We tolerate a mediocre job. We tolerate a mediocre paycheck. We tolerate mediocre vacations, mediocre free time. We tolerate mediocre relationships with our friends, our family, our significant others. We tolerate mediocre in ourselves, in our health, in our wellness, in our behaviors, in our thought processes. We tolerate mediocre everywhere. And it isn't until you decide to stop tolerating mediocre that you can ever truly be successful, right? By definition, entrepreneurs are not average. 5% of the world is entrepreneurs. So if you wanna follow social logic, social norm, follow mediocre. But if you wanna be successful, successful by definition means that you have more, you've become more, you've done more than the average person. That's what it means to be successful. That's what it means to be an entrepreneur. So you can't follow social logic. You can't tolerate mediocre. You have to only tolerate what you truly want because you are what you tolerate. And most, most people tolerate mediocre. And it isn't until you learn to tolerate nothing less than success that you will truly have success. Now, I truly believe I was never meant to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. I never considered myself a leader. I never considered myself a, a, the face of a company or anything like that. I was not born to be an entrepreneur. But every time I went through the entrepreneurial back and forth and this and that, I, I got more and more clear that I couldn't, I could never find a job that gave me what I truly wanted and what I truly needed in my life and my purpose and my mission. I would never be able to find that. And that's the reason that I had to become an entrepreneur because I had to create it. I, I couldn't tolerate a life where by the end of the life, I would look back and I would regret the life that I lived because I, I didn't have the impact I wanted to have. I didn't have the income I wanted to have. I didn't, I didn't become the person that I truly wanted to become in that process. I can never allow myself to, to live that life. I have this one life, unless obviously you believe in uh, reincarnation, which I do. Uh, but this one life that I'm living in and living right now, I only have one shot at this life and I want to make sure that I'm living it to its fullest. I want to make sure that by the end of this life, when I, when I meet my maker, I can look them in the eyes and I can ask them, you know, what, what did you have a vision for me? And I, and they'll show me that vision and I will know that person really, really well. I don't want to tolerate mediocre. I want something amazing for this life. I want to serve others. I want to accomplish all the things that I want to accomplish. And I know that I need to grow personally, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially to get there. Entrepreneurs will not tolerate less than. That's all we have for today's show. If you're looking to become an entrepreneur, hopefully this one helps you understand what it will take, what you need to start to shift in your own mind. And remember, don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure you implement what you learn with us here today. And also, make sure to go to Amazon and grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. 